Hello, Word Nerds. Thank you for joining me on this very special episode of The Dictionary. Why is it special? Well, actually, it's not. Uh, but I will say that today in America, it is the, the I was going to say the festival. It is the holiday of Thanksgiving. It is the fourth Thursday of November. And uh, this is the day that we uh, are supposed to give thanks we are supposed to, supposed to be uh, grateful and give gratitude and graciousness for what we have. And while I 100% agree with that, I also think that we should be doing that every day. I really try to say thanks to myself. Um, I, yeah, basically just to myself. Uh, when something goes my way. When whatever it is, if I get a green light when I'm running late or whatever it happens to be, if something goes, if something helps me in any way uh, I and I think of it, um, I make sure to, to say thank you to the universe, the world, spirit, God, holy light, whatever it is that's out there because I'm pretty sure something is out there that I'm not aware of or it's not that I'm not aware of, I just don't, don't have proof of it. Um, I like to say the universe because that's sort of all-encompassing, but I like to say thank you. Um, I like to be grateful, and I think it, it has shown that the more grateful you are for even the bad things, um, the better, at the very least, the better you'll feel. Uh, if, you're, if you're grateful for stuff, you're just going to feel good about that, uh, just about life in general. Um, so go ahead and be grateful today, Thanksgiving. Uh, but do me a favor, do it every other day as well. Let's not just set aside one day for thanks. I'm not the only person to say this. I'm not the first person to say this. Uh, but you know, listen, just do it. Just say thank you. Say thank you when you wake up for being able to wake up and enjoy the day. And this is starting to sound a whole lot like a self-help something or other, and it's not, uh, but if you if it helps you, then it is. Um, also, Thanksgiving, uh, it is for me personally and my wife also. It is often a day of um, many many animals, specifically turkeys, getting killed. Uh, and I don't want to be preachy about that, but uh, we're not the biggest fans of that aspect of Thanksgiving. You know, along with other holidays as well. But it's more about it's more brought up specifically for Thanksgiving. Um, but I do enjoy getting together with family and eating good food, uh, so I do appreciate that, especially the getting together with family part. All right, let us talk about some words, uh, and it does look like we're going to have some different interesting words. I feel like the last few episodes have been very, um, I don't know, they just haven't been that interesting. So, we are going to start with assuredly, which is not that different from our last word of the last episode, but we got to say it anyway. It is spelled A-S-S-U-R-E-D-L-Y, and I'm going to have some water because my voice is raw. (coughs) Assuredly is an adverb from the 14th century. One. It means without a doubt. Synonym is certainly. Number two, in an assured manner. 
Synonym is confidently. <coughs> I don't know if you know this, but water is the easiest, what I've heard at least, it is the easiest liquid to choke on. It has something to do with its viscosity or something. And uh, I feel like I'm very bad at drinking water. I tend to either like slurp it in or breathe in while I'm drinking it or something. So I often cough after I drink water. So I, it's, it's stupid because uh, I tried I try to drink a lot of water, but um, it it doesn't it doesn't go down very easy for me. <clears throat> so I have I feel like I have a little water stuck in my throat, but it definitely loosened things up a little bit. A next word is assurer. Uh, it is spelled with an er at the end, or it can be spelled with an or at the end, which coincidentally spells or. This is a noun from 1607, one that assures, and a synonym is insurer, with an I-N. Next, we have assurgent. This is an adjective from 1578, moving upward. Synonym is rising. And then it says, especially, the 1B definition for the word ascendant. And you can go back and find ascendant. The etymology says this is from the Latin verb assurgere or assurgere, uh, which means to rise. And that is from ad plus surgere, which means to rise. And there's more at the word surge. Next, we have uh, an abbreviation, A-S-S-Y, all lowercase. And that means assembly or it's an abbreviation for assembly. Next, we have another abbreviation, capital A-S-S-Y-R, and that is an abbreviation for Assyrian. And Assyrian is our next word. It is a noun from the 15th century. One, a native or inhabitant of ancient Assyria. Two, the dialect of Akkadian or Akkadian spoken by the Assyrians. And Akkadian is A-K-K, a-D-I-A-N. I hope I pronounced it correctly. Um, Assyrian is also an adjective. Next, we have Assyriology. Assyriology. Yep, with a capital A. This is a noun from 1828. The science or study of the history, language, and antiquities of ancient Assyria and Babylonia. Assyriological is an adjective and Assyriologist, Assyriologist, no, Assyriologist, I found it. That is a noun. Next, we have A-S-T, all caps. Uh, This is an abbreviation for Alaska Standard Time, which reminds me that uh, I noticed this morning that, maybe I just made a mistake, but I noticed this morning that that the episode uh, that aired today technically aired at 11 p.m. last night, even though I told it, I think, to air at midnight this morning. So I got to go figure out, um, did I do something wrong? Did it have to do, it might have had to do with um, um, time zone problems. I don't know. I got to look into that. So uh, thanks for reminding me about that. Next, we have AST again, but this one is a noun suffix. This means one connected with, as in ekdis, oh, what is this word? Ekdisiest? 
E-C-D-Y-S-I-A-S-T. Ecdysiast is the only way that I can think of how to pronounce that. Next, we have Ast... Um, oh, no. A starboard. A starboard? A starboard. So it's like the word starboard, but with an A at the beginning. This is an adverb from circa 1630. Toward or... No. Toward or on the starboard side of a ship. So... You've got the starboard side of the starboard side of a ship, but if something is on that side, it is called a starboard. And we have an example. Put the helm hard a starboard. Next we have Astarte. Capital A S T A R T E. I feel like I have a vague memory of this coming up in a a previous word, either as uh, a synonym or um, in a definition. I'm not sure. It is uh, Astarte. It is a noun from 1599. The Phoenician goddess of fertility and of sexual love. Uh, And it just says it is Latin from the Greek Astarte with a horizontal line over the E. Next, we have Astatine. Astatine. Yep, A-S-T-A-T-I-N-E. This is a noun from 1947, a radioactive halogen element discovered by bombarding bismuth with alpha particles and also formed by a radioactive decay. And then it tells me to see the element table, which we've seen a number of times, and we're going to keep on seeing it until we get to the element table, and then we are going to keep on seeing it until we get to the end of the book. Are there any elements that start with Z? What is the last word? No. What is the last uh, element alphabetically? I definitely do not know, but if you know, without looking up, I want you to send me a message. Let us look at the etymology. It is from Greek astatos, which means unsteady, and that is from A plus statos, which means standing, and that is from histani, which means to cause to stand, and there's more at the word stand. Excuse me. Next, we have the word aster, A-S-T-E-R. This is a noun from 1664. One, we have, now this is weird, we have the etymology after the number one, um, because we have another set of etymology after the number two. So I'm going to read the 1A and 1B definitions, then I'll read that etymology, then I'll read the number two definition, and then I'll read that etymology. Etymology, not etymology. Is that a word? Etymology? I don't know. All right, number 1A. Any of various chiefly fall-blooming, leafy-stemmed composite herbs with often showy heads containing disc flowers or both disc and ray flowers. Um, yeah. Number 1B, we have the synonym China Aster. And since I'm in this world, uh, I will say that the Aster 1A definition has a picture of uh, that plant. Um, and it's got uh, just a stem with a leaf, a couple leaves, and then some uh, flowers at the top of it. I should also say that, uh, let's see, the composite herbs is from aster and closely related genera. So there's other ones that are similar. The etymology for number 1A and 1B says this is from the Latin word aster, which is from the Greek prefix aster or the Greek word aster, 
something, and that means star or aster, and there's more at the word star. So they must have thought it looked like a star, and that's where it got its name. Now we have number two for aster. It is a system of microtubules arranged radially about a centriole at either end of the mitotic or meiotic spindle. I don't know what that says or means. Um, it looks like the etymology is almost identical, uh, but I guess for some reason they had to separate them. Next, we have the suffix aster. So it's the same word, but it's a noun suffix this time, and it means one that is inferior or not genuine, uh, as in criticaster, C-R-I-T-I-C-A-S-T-E-R. Criticaster, is that the best example you could give us? This is from Latin. Uh, it is a suffix denoting partial resemblance. Uh, and of course, I have to give a shout out to the filmmaker Ari Aster, who has made a couple of uh, interesting movies. Uh, well, they would be horror slash thriller slash, yeah, mostly that. Uh, and I liked them. And you should go watch them if you're into that sort of thing. <clears throat> Next, we have Asteria, A-S-T-E-R-I-A. This is a noun from 1903. A gemstone cut to show asterism. Uh, this is Latin. It's a precious stone from the Greek feminine of asterios, which means starry. So now I want to see a picture of this gem. Next we have asteriated. Asteriated. Yep. It is an adjective from 1816. And it means exhibiting asterism. And uh, we haven't gotten to asterism yet. We've had a couple of words that have that word in the definition. So now I'm curious. Yeah, exhibiting asterism. And as in, asterated sapphire. We have one more word for this episode that goes a little bit onto the next page. It is the word asterisk. It is the first form. And right off the bat, I have to say... Apologies if you are this person, but I have to say I get really frustrated when people mispronounce this word. It is asterisk, A-S-T-E-R-I-S-K. It's not asterisk or some other way to pronounce it. It is asterisk. Let us see. what This is a noun from the 14th century. Uh, oh, it's, it's like the word espresso. The coffee espresso. It's not espresso, it's espresso, E-S-P, not E-X-P. I, I shouldn't be so frustrated, but why don't people know these things? Okay, this is, this says, the character, and then it shows an asterisk, used in printing or writing as a reference mark, as an indication of the omission of letters or words to denote a hypothetical or unattested linguistic, linguistic form, or for various arbitrary meanings. Asteriskless is an adjective. Is that really a word that we need? You need to say if it's asteriskless? Uh, okay. Can't you, can, it, can there be an asteriskness or an asterisk ship? Uh, probably not. Uh, let us look at the etymology. This is from Middle English asterisk, asterisk, 
spelled A-S-T-A-R-I-S-C, and that is from Latin asteriscus, which is from the Greek asteriskos, which literally means little star. Uh, And that is a diminutive of the prefix aster or the word aster with a line over the E. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's where you get it. If you didn't know that the prefix aster meant star, essentially, I mean, I'm simplifying it, but that's basically what it is, uh, then there you go. I feel like there are some other words. Well, obviously, asteria and just the word aster. Uh, let's look ahead. Any Well, asteroid, that's uh, all those words. Uh, yeah, that's related to stars. Uh, cool. Well, we are going to get to those words in the next episode. But again, I have to say, happy Thanksgiving. I hope that you are able to spend this day, uh, well, A, not working. I hope you have the day off. You should. Um, Not necessarily. A lot of you have to work because, oh boy, now I have to talk about Black Friday. Black Friday. What to say about Black Friday? It's a thing that's ridiculous in my book. Uh, It's just all about consumerism and buying stuff and spending money and getting the cheapest things um, that you probably don't need. Although, if you do need things, that is a good time to get some deals. Uh, Also, Cyber Monday. Um, But yeah, Black Monday is ridiculous. I feel really, really, really bad for any of you people who work at those big stores who have to work on Friday a lot of those stores now these days are opening up at like 2 p.m., 3 p.m., 4 p.m. on Thursday, on Thanksgiving. It's it's cutting down your time with your family. It's making people go into work so they can't spend time with their friends or family. In my book, it's getting ridiculous. I feel like we need to just tone this back. I know you want to get good deals. I know you want to spend less money. But, geez, this is what is happening. Um... Yeah, so that's that. But anyway, go be with your family, be with your friends, be with people that you enjoy spending time with. Don't go be with people you don't enjoy spending time with. I hope you didn't don't get any political I hope you don't get into any political conversations unless they're actually productive and are getting somewhere cuz otherwise you're just going to go round and round and round and I'm babbling on. And we are going to end this episode after I pick a word. Oh, darn it. Oh, darn it. We are going to pick the word asterisk because I like them. They mean little star and people mispronounce them. Thank you and goodbye.